live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome, everybody. You are locked and loaded here at 5 p.m. on LFA TV. Thank you very much for being here. This is Live from America, and I'm your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting proudly from the live-free-or-die granite state of New Hampshire. And I got my boy, producer Eli, my brother from another mother, I like to call him. He's out there on the ones and twos, ladies and gentlemen. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. Thank you for being here. Let's do the live shout-out portion. And MJ Randall is in the building. How you doing? Suzy Q, OFP Farms. Check them out, OFPFarms.com. Karen and Melissa, good to see you. Lydia Kaufman, hello, and thank you for being here. Serby from Columbia, Missouri. I thought you were going to say from Columbia, but from Columbia, Missouri, how you doing? Heels gal, Trisha Santos is in the building. How you doing? Carl Aero. Miguel Ortiz is here. How you doing, Miguel? We've got Barbara Eve, 788, Bobby Driver. We've got Chavez, Linda, Chaps, 169, Melissa Maga, 2020. Melissa from Massachusetts, she said. We've got Mateo here. We've got Dana from my home state of New Hampshire. And we have got one more here. It's me. It's a me, 77, not Mario. I almost said, it's a me, Mario and Rockin' Rev Dean. How you doing, Rockin' Rev Dean? We love you. Big shout out to Holly out there from RMA Apparel as well. They just moved from California to New Mexico. Seems like everybody's trying to get away from California. Either way, folks, I am so incredibly grateful that you decided to join us tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Every single day, it never, it never ceases to amaze me how everybody just keeps coming back for more. I absolutely love it, and I'm honored. So I'd like to play for you on this cold open video of this evening while you guys are sharing and rumbling like your fingers have never shared and rumbled before. I'd like to uh, play you this video of Donald J. Trump putting other countries on notice for trade. Well, how's he going to do that? Oh, oh, he's going to be president. That's how. Putting other countries on notice about reciprocal trade. Let's roll it from our 45th, 46th, and 47th president of the United States. Here we go. Joe Biden has run up record trade deficits, also known as losses, higher than any president in history by far. 
These gaping wounds are costing our country countless jobs and trillions and trillions of dollars in wealth. One of my top economic priorities will be to stem this bleeding and put American workers on a level playing field. It's about time. And I must say, I did it three years ago, and they were doing great. But that's been blown out the window by the Biden administration. But to that end, I will pass landmark legislation that will be known as the Trump Reciprocal Trade Act. If India, China, or any other country hits us with a 100 or 200 percent tariff on American-made goods, we will hit them with the same exact tariff. In yes, other words, 100 percent is 100 percent. That's right. If they charge us, we charge them an eye for an eye, a tariff for a tariff, Ooh. same exact amount. One thing is going to happen. Probably they drop the tariff, but if they don't, that's okay. We'll take in plenty of money. Under the Trump Reciprocal Trade Act, other countries will have two choices. They will get rid of their tariffs on us, or they will pay us hundreds of billions of dollars, and the United States will make an absolute fortune. There will be no more unilateral economic surrender like we've done for many, many decades. This will especially help our great farmers in Iowa, and other agricultural states. Amen. And it'll help our manufacturers all across the nation. We will be knocking down barriers to American farm products, American dairy products, steel, just about everything you can think of. From all around the world, they take advantage of us, but no more. We must have fairness and reciprocity. That's the word, reciprocity. They do it to us, we do it to them. This will be a key part of our strategy to return jobs and wealth to the United States and launch an economic boom that will lift up our middle class and eliminate our dependence on China and other countries. And it's something that has been waiting to happen for a long time. We have been the whipping post for everyone else. We have been a country that was disrespected on trade and, frankly, disrespected on just about everything. No more the Trump Reciprocal Trade Act. Thank you. You know, it's really nice to have a president who actually speaks about not only the plan that he wants to accomplish, but exactly the stages or the, the, the you know, the plan split into a, a very cohesive, very strategical, and, and very concurrent way. We're going to do this, then we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, then we're going to do this. And it's really nice to have a president who, who does that and who knows that. So like I said the other day about DeSantis, what could DeSantis give you that Trump could not? And you might be able to say, well, he might be able to give you a better reputation. I don't care what a reputation he has. Look at the poll numbers. Reputation does not equal people loving you. So, I mean, what are you going to bring to the table that Trump doesn't already know? And now that he's been president, he's miles above everybody else in exactly how to get each and everything done. So you're probably going to hear over the next course of, I don't know, two years, a year and a half, Trump doesn't have a plan. Trump doesn't have a plan. Well, Trump does have a plan, and we lay it out here on LFA TV every single day. And it would be really nice if we could actually get some, you know, we're very quick to call somebody a troll if they're in here just disagreeing with us. Now, I understand if they're in here spamming the, tro the chat or if they're in here calling people names or saying Trump tards or anything like that. That I can understand. We all troll. 
But if there's somebody in here legitimately saying, I don't believe this is true, I don't think he's able to do this, why don't we not troll them out of here? Because we need these people to come in so they can hear this stuff. We need these independents and these people who do not agree with us to come in so that they can see the multifaceted, multi-point plan that Trump has that we lay out every day, every single time he puts something out. So I would love to see more open arms with people coming in. And, uh, you know, when we see a bunch of people saying troll, 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 troll in the chat, well, the first thing that we want to do is protect our family. So we go and we block them. But I'd really, really like to make sure that they're really a troll. Because if we're going to do this again, if we're going to have lightning get caught again, you know what I mean? Or lightning to strike in the same place twice again, we're going to need to wake other people up, okay? We're going to need to wake other people up. By the way, Heather is watching for the first time from Missouri. How you doing, Heather? And also, P.A. Pat says, I need a shout-out. There's your shout-out. There's your shout-out. So God bless you guys. Thank you very, very, very much. Let's get into Jesus calling the evening version on this June 21st year of our Lord, 2023. Waiting in itself is not a virtue. The important thing is how you wait. See, waiting, you have no, cho- you have no choice on whether you wait for something or whether you don't wait for it. You know what I mean? Waiting is, is, is just, is, it's just an amount of time that, that has to pass in order for something to happen. So God says waiting is, in itself is not the virtue. The important thing is how you wait. In a resigned, impatient way or in hope keeping your focus on me. When, you overarching, when, you're, when your overarching hope is for me, you have every reason to be confident because I am your help and I am your shield. Psalm 33:20 tells us, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and he is our shield. Psalm 52:8, but I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. That means you shouldn't really ever have bad thoughts. Well, maybe this is going to happen. Well, maybe that is going to happen. Well, maybe this bad thing will happen. You don't have to say that because you already have the promise. You just have to wait with hope and faith. And before you turn out the light tonight, put your hope uh, fully in me. I have shielded you from so many hardships and I will continue to protect you. Amazing and wonderful. Amen. All right, let's do this. Please remove your hats, folks. And in Jesus name, let's bow our head and let's go to the Lord in the Lord's prayer. Our father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know, in the, this morning we did the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic. That, uh, that, didn't, that wasn't too bad. It was a little difficult, you know, because uh, our alphabet and our language doesn't, you know, work the same as Aramaic does, even putting letters together. Uh, but it was quite interesting. It was quite interesting. And if you do not uh, ever get a chance to watch Rise Up, I highly suggest uh, trying to get up in the morning at least once or twice and, and give, give Rise Up a chance because... It truly is a remarkably powerful show, and we never know what's going to happen on it, ever. And for all you homeschooling parents out there, remember before we get started today that you can get an entire curriculum, 
You can get an entire curriculum with hundreds of thousands of pieces of academia in it, all uh, around surrounding not only Donald J. Trump and who he was as a president and what his policies did for America, but what that kind of conservative policy does for America in any time frame. As long as we stay true to two things, the Bible and the Constitution, and it's a free bundle gift for 30 days. Okay, it's free. Make the most out of it for that 30 days that you get it for free. Quality education delivered to your door each month. The Kid's Guide to Donald Trump is just one of the many kid guides titled from Mike Huckabee that helps children learn about important subjects that schools refuse to teach. Any school, a lot of even private schools either uh, as well. From the most important people in history and current events that shape our nation, the to character development, financial literacy, and so much more. The Kid Guide gives your kids an education that they just can't get anywhere else. And when you take advantage of this special offer, the 30 days for free, you'll get a new title from the Kid's Guide around once a month, and your child will enjoy continued access to the entire collection of the online videos, quizzes, tests, and more. Check it out by going to jeremyfortrump.com. That's jeremyfortrump.com, okay? All right, we've got 2,600 people here, folks. We've said the Lord's Prayer. We're ready to get into it. I know, let's, uh, here we go. There's a nice crack of the fingers and a nice sip of the newly stocked on the store. Rise up coffee, folks. Here we go, let's do it. So, earlier today, I told you that Representative Lauren Boebert from Colorado uh, was the, I believe, the fifth representative to put articles of impeachment up on resident Joe Biden, Captain Corn Pop. But the way she did it was that she did it through a privileged resolution, which would automatically force a vote on the House floor, holding every member accountable publicly for what they voted for. Genius move. And it's another way to continue to push it forward and get it in the news. So somebody that I have not been very happy to report on to you lately but it's news and it must be told regardless of my personal feelings. Marjorie Taylor Greene, this is good news, copied what Lauren Boebert did and is now converting her articles of impeachment against Christopher Wray, the FBI, uh, the director of the FBI, into a privileged resolution also that will force a full House vote. Now, this is the kind of craftiness and cleverness that we have always needed to fight with. I am so glad that somebody is finally starting to utilize a little bit of the power that we have. I just wish that their personal um, agendas did not get in the way of we the people's agenda, because that's why we put you there. All right. And we know who you are and you're all on notice. However, let's get into this. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia announced today that she is turning her articles of impeachment against dirty Christopher Wray into a privileged resolution, which by we already said that will force a House vote to hold a vote immediately on the merits of this impeachment. That's the first vote on the merits of it. So you must have your ducks in a row and have the reasons why. And those reasons why must also be backed up by the Constitution or by your set of rules in your in, in your uh, parties. Um, but really, you can't get impeached for doing, you know, breaking party rules. But we're talking more about constitutional law here. Christopher Ray may be the most corrupt FBI director in history, way more than J. Edgar Hoover. 
This man alone turned the FBI into the intelligence arm and internal security force of the Democratic Party at the will of the Democratic Party that when they say jump, Christopher Ray says, how high, sir? Christopher Ray to this day continues to hurt and hunt innocent Americans in their homes for merely walking upside and uh, walking us up alongside and, and protesting a Planned Parenthood or an abortion clinic uh, or parents who decide to maybe go to school board meetings and say, hey, this is not right. You've got Christopher Ray and, 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 and Merrick Gardenum Garland, the dynamic duo, or I'd like to call them the ambiguously gay duo to the 2,800 people that are watching live here on Rumble right now. You can also catch us on Roku, on the Rumble app, Fire Stick on the Rumble app, and download our app on your mobile device, LFA TV. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, this is a good move by Marjorie Taylor Greene because it will force the House vote on the merits of it within days. And that's exactly what Lauren Boebert did this morning with Joe Biden. I would like to see every single other member of the House who's already implemented any kind of uh, impeachment articles on Joe Biden. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of those as well. Why didn't you turn that one into that as well? I'm sure there's some kind of a strategy going on in the House of Representatives and that I'm not privy to, but I'll take it. This is the kind of put them on their heels as I've always talked about, okay? Speaking of putting them on their heels, I'd, I would like to, uh, what I'd like to do is I would like to go ahead and give both Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren, Lauren Boebert, I'd like to give them the Smarty Award. You know how we do things here. We, if we hold grudges, we hold grudges. But at the same time, when somebody does something that's smart, we give them the Smarty Award. So go ahead, cue the drum roll. Ladies and gentlemen, Smarty Award of the day goes to our two congresswomen from Colorado and Georgia, Representatives Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Green. I think that was a smart move, and I think more people need to do that as well. We'll see what happens in the coming days. Now, speaking of keeping them on their heels, the moment we've been waiting for what's seems to be like a decade and maybe almost as long uh, is the John Durham testifying in front of Congress under oath. Today was the day and I've got some of the best things picked out for you and I'm not going to play you the ridiculousness that came out of some of their mouths like Jerry Nadler, like Cory Bush and other morons. But I cherry-picked some for you that I thought were great, and I think it really sets the tone for the entire Durham hearing. But ladies and gentlemen, John Durham smoked the Democrats, and he smoked them basically with just letting them talk and run their mouths. So here what we're going to do is we're going to show the interactions between, um, between John Durham and members of Congress. And the first one that I'm going to show today, let's see here, it's the... Uh, that's the one right there. Uh, Representative Kevin Kiley lists off numerous lies that Democrats Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Eric Swalwell, and Lou told about the Trump-Russia hoax. And of course, you know this was just going to be a smash fest from the Democrats on John Durham, but he absolutely held his own. It was beautiful to watch. Um, I'd like to pull it up on the big the side-by-side -side there. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, roll it. We got sound on this bad boy. There it is. Oh, Mr. Durham, several people today, including ranking member uh, Madler and three representatives from California, uh, Mr. Schiff, Mr. Mr. Swalwell, and Mr. Liu, uh, have attacked you. Mr. Ranking member Nadler called your report a political exercise with eth ethical ambiguity. Uh, Mr. Liu uh, called you a partisan 
hack. However, it seems that the, they're taking issue not so much with the conclusions of your report as those of Mr. Mueller's report, uh, which concluded uh, that the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. That conclusion directly contradicted statements made on the record by those representatives. For example, Mr. Schiff in 2017-2018 made statements such as, the Russians offered help, the campaign accepted help, the Russians gave help, and the president made full use of that help, and that is pretty damning. He also said there's clear evidence on the issue of collusion. He said, I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. Mr. Durham, are those statements supported by the conclusions of the Mueller report? No. No. Mr. Durham, are those statements supported by the Mueller report? I don't believe so. Mr. Nadler stated, it's clear that the campaign concluded and there's a lot of evidence of that. The question is, was the president involved? Mr. Nadler also said there was obviously a lot of collusion. Uh, Mr. Durham, were those statements supported by the Mueller report? I don't believe they are supported by the Mueller report. Mr. Liu stated uh, in a press release in March of 2017, the bombshell revelation that U.S. officials have information that suggests Trump associates may have colluded, colluded with the Russians means we must pause the entire Trump agenda. We may have an illegitimate president of the United States currently occupying the White House. Uh, Mr. Durham, did the Mueller report establish that we had an illegitimate president occupying the White House? Not to my knowledge. Mr. Swalla stated in 2018, in our investigation, we saw strong evidence of collusion. Did the Mueller report support that there was strong evidence of collusion? Not to my knowledge. Even here today, we had uh, Mr. Schiff uh, raise questions about your public statement uh, during the investigation, saying this somehow violated a DOJ uh, policy. However, Mr. Mueller himself made a public statement uh, in January of 2019. This is an article from CNN headline, Mueller's office disputes BuzzFeed report that Trump directed Michael Cohen to lie to Congress. So whatever policy there might exist in the DOJ with respect to public statements by special counsels, it would seem that you and Mr. Mueller would be on equal footing with respect to it. Is that correct? It would seem so. Mr. Nadler, Ranking Member Nadler also suggested that we're only here today because of the recent indictments of President Trump. However, you received your assignment as special counsel in 2019. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, 2020, special counsel is in uh, 2020. In 2020. And was that before or after the events alleged in the recent indictments by the, pres by the president? That was before. And is it customary for a special counsel to come testify in Congress upon the issuance of the report? This is my first experience of this sort of thing. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. So, so why I wanted to show you that portion of that is because what you're about to hear and probably what you've already seen is the Democrats for the rest of the day. Schiff, is, Schiff gets big mad. You should see the eyes start bugging out of Adam Schiff's bug-eyed head. He gets really upset because none of them want Durham here. But the crazy thing about it is, check this out, and I don't know if anybody else saw this while watching any of these clips today, is the Democrats, the reason why I showed that video is because the Democrats spent all day talking about how Durham's report was garbage, was garbage, was garbage. But if you see what Kevin Kiley said right there, he says, so did anything in this report say that this, 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 or this happened? Not to my knowledge, not to my knowledge, no, 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 no. What he was doing was he was drawing a comparison to basically the Mueller report and Durham's report about the fact that Trump was not guilty of any of this. 
They're not trying, they're not trying to put blame on somebody else in this hearing. They're trying to show that Donald Trump isn't guilty of anything. And if anything, that the alphabet agencies need to di- needed to do a better job, or in some cases were probably full-on corrupt. Those are all true things. The rest of the day, the Democrats set, uh, spend trashing the Durham report and saying that it's garbage and that it's all worthless. But at the same time, in the same sentence, they'll say, is it true that your report did not contradict Bob Mueller's report in any way, shape, or form? Is it true that your report didn't find any other thing outside of what the Mueller report already said? So what they did is they're drawing comparisons to basically say your reports are exactly the same, which they weren't. But then they're saying your report's complete garbage and nobody up here should give you the time of day to hear it. And that's what the American people need to see. It's just absolute garbage. I want to go back right now and I want to play the... uh, These are the... This is the interactions between Adam Schiff... And Durham, I think these are really good too. I think uh, I think we need to check these out. Here's the first interaction between Adam Schiff and Durham. I thought this was pretty good. Durham kind of just sat there, held his own, and didn't really even say anything. Didn't have to say th- anything much because they just buried themselves. Well, Roll it. If it's a question. I tried to follow your report. Mr. Donald Trump Jr. would have called it a a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. You got no convictions. You got nothing. It was all oh, set this up. Isn't Schiff yet? To hurt the Mueller report, which was correct and was redacted, to hurt the Bidens, and to help Trump. And you were a part of it. You have a good reputation. You had a good reputation. That's why the two Democrats supported you. But the longer you hold on to Mr. Barr and this report that Mr. Barr gave you as special counsel, your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Donald Trump is damaged, he's damaged goods. There's no good dealing with him because you will end up on the bottom of a pyre. Boy, they are scared of him, aren't they? Sure. My, we uh, presume the gentleman's undecided on, on how he feels about the pre- former president. <laughs> Listen to this response. Gentlemen, witness can respond. Yeah, my uh, concern about my reputation is with uh, the people who I respect and my family and my Lord. And I'm Perfectly comfortable with my reputation with them, sir. Woo! I'll say on the God people, bless you. On the people that I respect and with my family and with the Lord. Basically, I don't need you to do anything for my reputation. Your, your opinion does not matter. Only the people I respect, my family, and my Lord. Period. Period. I'm sorry, I thought that was going to be the, the Adam Schiff uh, uh, clip. Uh, that's coming next, but let's go ahead and give this guy... I'm a He's a loser, man. I'm a Did you see that? Can you see how scared they are? See how absolutely backed in a corner they are? Now they have to do anything. Uh, Donald Trump, you, you're going to do business with him. You'll be tainted. You'll be tainted as everybody is tainted. Get away from Donald Trump. Go oh, get away from Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, if they were that sure that that man was going to prison, you think they would be working that hard to cry in public? I don't think so. Now we're going to shifty pencil neck Adam Schiff. I know you want to see it. So, by popular demand, here we go. Uh, I'd like to yield the balance of my time to my colleague from California, Mr. Schiff. Mr. Term, uh, DOJ policy provides Watch how mad he you is. you don't speak about a pending investigation, uh, and yet you did, didn't you? <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure what when, you're When the inspector general issued a report saying that the investigation was properly predicated you spoke out in violation of Department of Justice, Department of Justice policy, 
to criticize the Inspector General's conclusions, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> I issued a public statement. I didn't do it anonymously. I didn't do it through third persons. There were but nonetheless, you violated department policy by issuing a statement while your investigation was ongoing, didn't you? I don't know that. Oh. If I did, then I did, but I was not aware that I was violating some policy. Uh, and you also sought to get the Inspector General to um, change his conclusion, did you not, when he was concluding that the investigation... Hold on, pause it. Look at the look in his eyes. Give it, look at the look in his... Look, he is so mad. He wants to say something so bad to get him in a gotcha moment, but he just can't because he's stupid. <laughs> you properly predicated. Did you privately seek to intervene to change that conclusion? This is outside the scope of the report, but if you want to go there, we asked the uh, Inspector General to take a look at the intelligence that's included in the classified appendix that you looked at and um, said that that ought to affect um, portions of his report. And you thought it was appropriate for you to intervene with an independent investigation by the Inspector General because he was reaching a conclusion you disagreed with. You thought that was appropriate. That's not, uh, the premise um, isn't right. The Inspector <laughs> General circulated a, a draft memo to a number of um, agencies and persons. Our group was one of them. We were asked to review that draft and bring to his attention any concerns that we had or disagreements. And when he refused to change his report, the you violated Mr. Chairman, policy. I insist on regular order. Well, it's not even his time. It's, it's Ms. Lofgren's time. So the gentleman yields back to Ms. Lofgren, who's not here. So the now, time See, I don't like expired. the way Jim, Jim Jordan, that's not even the gentleman's time. It's not, I understand decorum. I understand you guys. You know, we, we have a place for business. We have a place for respect. But come on, Jim Jordan, can you put some bass in your voice? Eli, can we get a hold of Jim Jordan's office and rent him some bass from my voice? Can we do that? Can we capture some bass that comes out of my voice uh, from my testicular fortitude? Can we send that to Jim Jordan so he can put some in his voice? Can we, hold, can we have some order in this place, please? Can we have some order? Now, I agree with Matt Gates to the, cent, to the point where I feel like uh, Jim, uh, John Durham should have said more than he said and not just waited for the questions, 100%. But... Uh, uh, at the same time, he held his own today. He held his own. He answered questions pretty much the same as I always, you know, expected him to answer. Moon704 said, stop, Jeremy. Don't know what you mean. Moving on. Uh, here's another one with Adam Schiff and, um, <laughs> and John Durham. And Adam Schiff, he's, just, he's kind of just pretty upset throughout the whole day. He's just pretty upset that he did not get what he wanted. And, and at the same time, he's about ready to be censured by the end of this week as well. Roll this clip. Intelligence was helping the Trump campaign, weren't they? I, I, don't, I don't know that. You I really don't, don't know those right. very basic facts of the investigation? I know the general um, facts, yes. Do I know that particular fact myself? No. I mean, I know that I've read that in the media. And are you aware, uh, Mr. Durham, that Mueller and congressional investigations also revealed that Don Jr. was informed that a Russian official was offering the Trump campaign, quote, very high level and sensitive information, unquote, that would be incriminating of Hillary Clinton was part of, quote, Russia and its government support of Mr. Trump. You aware of that? Sure. People get phone calls all the time from uh, individuals who claim to have information like that. Really, the son of a presidential get candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government oh, offering so dirt on their opponent. Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. Uh, so you, uh, you have other instances of the Russian government offering dirt on uh, a presidential candidate to the presidential candidate's son. Is that what you're saying? Would you repeat the question? Uh, you said that it's not uncommon to get offers of help from a hostile foreign government in a presidential campaign directed at the president's son. 
You really stand by that, Mr. Durham? Saying that it, that people can make phone calls, um, making uh, claims uh, all the time that you may have experienced. Are you really trying to diminish the significance <laughs> of what happened here and the secret meeting that the president said? Sons set up in Trump Tower to receive that incriminating information, trying to diminish the significance of that, Mr. Turner? I'm not trying to diminish it at all, but I think the more complete story is that they met and it was a ruse and they didn't talk about Mrs. Clinton. Uh, and, and you think it's insignificant that he had a secret meeting with the Russian delegation for the purpose of getting dirt on Hillary Clinton. Same question over and over and over. And the only disappointment expressed in the meeting over. was that the dirt they got wasn't better. You don't think that's significant? I don't think that that was a well-advised thing to do. Oh, no. oh, not, not well-advised. Oh, 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 you think you got something? Right. Well, that's, that's the understatement of the year. You got a bite on that line, Schiff, come on. you think it's on. perfectly appropriate or, or maybe just ill-advised for a presidential campaign to secretly meet with a Russian delegation to get dirt on their all opponent? All right, all right, all right. Say that's- Shut up the watermelon head. So, so he looks like Stewie, right? He looks like Stewie from Family Guy with the football head. That's what he looks like. He might be a tranny. I don't know. But do you see what just happened there? Because Schiff is a serial liar, he will be censured this week, and he's trying to save face. We'll talk about that in a minute. Because he's a serial liar, because he's a scumbag, because he's corrupt, because he could not get Donald Trump locked up, he could not get Donald Trump uh, the impeachment to go through the Senate, he couldn't get anything. All he could do is sit and cry, lie, and make up stuff, right? So he sits here, and he says, well, I'll ask the same question over and over again. Watch this. So you mean to tell me that you have no bias towards those people whatsoever? No, I have no bias towards those people whatsoever. Are you going to sit there and tell me in your suit, in this place, right now, in Washington, D.C., that none of that in any way bothers you in any way, shape, or form? No, it doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form, and that's not really the question anyway. That's not really the way. So you're going to tell me, sitting here in Washington, D.C., on June 21st, 2023, Talking to me, Adam Pencil next shift, that it doesn't bother you and hurt you in any way morally to know this, that, or the other. No, actually, it doesn't know that. No, because you see these people. Oh, 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 you said these people. Well, what did you mean by these people? You see what I'm talking about? Kevin Smith did a short clip today from his show that said, Most politicians failed in the private sector and are completely unqualified for anything in life, so they end up running for office because they can't make it anywhere else. They'd be fired like that. None of them would have a job. None of them would have a career. They come to politics to have a career because they fail in the private sector, most of them, because they're losers. So why don't we go ahead, since we're giving away awards today, and go ahead and let's give the dumb dumb award of the day to Mr. Adam Schiff, ladies and gentlemen. He tried, he tried, and he failed, and he failed, and he failed. But Kevin Smith was right on that thing. Now here's Kevin, now here, not Kevin Smith, now here is Adam Schiff after that, where they're like, you know, you're going to be, you're, we have enough votes now. Everybody switch their votes, you are going to be censured now. And the vote to table the motion to have the vote to censure Adam Schiff, that failed. So now they're going to have a full-on debate about censoring Adam Schiff, and then they'll vote on the House floor. I love it. And he's trying to go, I wear it as a badge of honor. You know what happens when, that's the first time when we come after you and drag you through the mud. What about the 10th time when you run through fatigue, and then you're crying that Republicans are only targeting me? I told you we were coming for you. This is just the beginning. We have two years of exposing and dragging. That's our job for the next two years. Expose and drag. 
expose, grab, and drag. That is our job. That is my sole mission. Expose, grab, and drag you through the mud for two years. Every single one of you. What did you think we're coming after you meant? Thought we were going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya? I take it as a badge of honor because uh, this says that I'm effective. Uh, they go after people that they think are effective. Uh, I exposed the corruption of the former president. I led the first impeachment trial of the former president to the first bipartisan vote to remove a president in U.S. history. Uh, and I'm proud of that work. And I would do it again. And he'd do it again. Now, I, see, I saw somebody say that Durham report was a big nothing burger and nothing's going to happen to that either. Uh, I agree. I don't really care for Durham that much. But what's in the Durham report did expose exactly what these people did, mostly the agencies, the FBI and the DOJ. It did expose them. And it said they went outside the law. And it said they took matters into their own hands. And it said that they destroyed any kind of comp- um, uh, a division policy whatsoever. So you got to understand that a lot of this stuff that we've exposed or continue to expose, like Ben's doing on the southern border, a lot of this is not going to be rectified until after 2025. So let's just keep going. That's, that's all. And now this pencil neck will be, will be censored. And he'll be, oh, I just, I, I, I take it as a badge of honor. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the butt to go through that stuff. And when you go through it two, three, four, five, six times, you're really going to hate it, ladies and gentlemen. He's not going to have the stamina. He's going to be fatigued. That's our job. To literally smear and fatigue these losers and expose them at every, sh- at every turn for the next two years. That's what I'm all about. You know how we stay not... Uh, how we don't get fatigued and how we stay. What does Mike Crispy say, Eli? A mean, green, fighting, globalist machine? Well, it's Field of Greens. It is Field of Greens. Finally got my wild berry back. I've been drinking lemon-lime for quite some time, but now I'm back with the wild berry, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to tell you, for the first time in my life, I missed five days traveling around. I didn't bring it with me. I missed, well, almost five days of Field of Greens for the first time in a year. And let me tell you this, I didn't really notice much in the not having enough energy in that time frame, but what I noticed is that I was not any longer, um, how do I say this, flushing regularly. I was backed up. And this stuff definitely keeps you moving, if you know what I mean. And the great thing about each and every medical, medically picked fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens is that it does exactly what God intended it to do in your body to begin with. Keep it clean, keep it green, keep it fresh, keep things moving, and give you all of the nutrients you need to stay healthy. So go to fieldofgreens.com. Join us, folks, if you haven't yet. My buddy George Nutting just joined joined us uh, two weeks ago. I have yet to hear about the results. I'm super excited to hear about them. Also, share your results of Field of Greens in the comment section because it might just prompt somebody else to join in and start getting healthy today, fieldofgreens.com. And it does so much more than get you healthy. You you start getting, you know, like loving it. It starts (laughs) to taste really good, and you want more and more and more. All right, folks, 3,300 people watching here on Rumble. Thank you very much for being here. I do appreciate it. I'd appreciate it more if uh, you could do a round of sharing if you haven't done so yet and maybe rumble this video by clicking the thumbs up because we're going to go and talk about the Alphabet Mafia for like the next 15 minutes, okay? And I'm going to show you something that happened today in my town. I told you we were going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, and that's with the LGBTQ flag in my town. And uh, <laughs> I made a trip today. Hold on one second. I made a trip today to the city manager's office and I got a, a, a permit to hang the flag like I told you I was going to do. And uh, I got a story for that. 
But the first thing that we're going to do is talk about how the Alphabet Mafia, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just a trend. It's a war. So when you hear all these people, all these LGBTQ uh, Alphabet Mafia people going, we're under attack, we're under attack, you're damn right you are, but not the way you think you are. Your human rights are not under attack, and your physical body is not under attack. But we are attacking your ideology, we are attacking your agenda, and we are attacking your narrative. Why? Because nobody cared about what you were doing, really, until you came after our kids. Once you came after our kids, that is where we drew the line, and that is where we said, okay, you've had your fun in the sun, time to go back in the closet with your ideologies and your ridiculous agenda that destroys the family nucleus and destroys societies. Like I said, a 4,200% increase in the last few years of children thinking that they're non-binary or trans. People just didn't wake up one day and go, whoa, oh, Joe Biden's elected president, now I can finally come out as trans. You had Obama already, and he was married to one. It was called Mashiach. I mean, Michelle, Michelle, I'm sorry, Michelle, I'm sorry. So don't give me that crap. It is coming after our kids. We see it, we recognize it, and guess what? We're going to stand up against it. So in another hearing today, HRC's Kelly Robinson uh, is there advocating for LGBTQ, and she literally has the gall to come and say that it's us, that it's us. Let me say that one more time, that it is us who are targeting children. Can you believe this, Eli? We're the ones targeting children, roll it. On behalf of HRC's more than 3 million members and supporters, I've come here today with a single message. The LGBT people, LGBTQ plus on, people of the United out, States are living in a state of emergency. This is not an exaggeration. This is not a dramatization. More than 525 anti-LGBTQ plus bills have been introduced this year in the states. More than 220 of those bills target the transgender community, many targeting children, trans transgender children. And more than 75 Let's of those anti-LGBTQ yes, plus Frankie. bills have now become law. On behalf of HRC's more than 3 million members and <laughs> gotta supporters. Love the Mike, gotta love the Mike Crispy sound bite in the middle of that, right? When she was like, all these LGBTQ, anti-LGBTQ laws and targeting children. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, you're right. And we're just getting started. And we're just getting started. You brought this war upon yourselves. You could have been fine frolicking in the fields, Mr. and Mrs. Fancy Pants, pretending that one's a woman and one's a man, doing whatever you wanted to do. But guess what? You came after the children. And that's where, you screwed the, that's where you screwed the pooch, right there. So you had that moron down there saying that. But here's the better part about that. Here's the better part about that. Watch Riley Gaines. You know who Riley Gaines is, right? The, 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 um, the, the athlete, the woman athlete who got attacked by Antifa and trans crazy tra terrorists because of just her views. Well, she was in the hearing today right alongside moron of the year there. And watch how she torches her here. Check this out. That a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as def a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, 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 how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis, right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger Gaines, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms <laughs> for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week.
without trying. Women you don't believe that a biological <laughs> So mate. she's like, you really think that a guy can go out there? I think it's funny that a guy thinks he could score a point on Serena and, and Venus Williams. And then she comes on, uh, Riley Gaines comes on and says, uh, both of them lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player. 203rd. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. It's clear, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely clear. Leave them kids alone. alone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you on a, uh, I'm going to take you on a, um, let me take you on a little journey here in my town. Ready for this? I'm going to play this clip. Bring this clip up here side by side. So I started today and I got to tell you how it went. But first, let's play the video. Pull it up. There she be and roll it. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. We talked yesterday about the um, conversation that I had with the city mayor here about the LGBTQ trans flag that was hanging in public square and, you know, who signed off on that and who approved that. Uh, initially, the city council said that the mayor signed off on that unilaterally without any city council signatures, which didn't end up uh, being true. And I'm glad it wasn't because we don't have a strong mayor in this town. We have a ceremonial mayor and he wasn't be allowed to do that. So anyway, long story short, I found out that it was done through a permit process from one of our local businesses. I would like to show you that local business. Then I'd like to show you the flag hanging. And then I'd like to show you what we're going to do to represent pro-life month which is we are celebrating this month for a one-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and as, and, and as well as the original rainbow reclaiming the rainbow. So let's turn this. I got a story to tell you here, too, afterwards. And here we see TLC Family Resources. TLC Family Resources. Rural Pride, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we get. Rural Outright. Pride is freedom. In a world where you can be anything you want to be. Ah. And that's that. So what we're going to do, I want to go then show you the flag hanging, and then we're going to show you the response that we're going to do here in this town to stand up for God. Be right back. All right, so I have the other video. I haven't posted it yet because this was part one. Now, I want to show you the flag that we are making so that as soon as that flag comes down, that our permit is in. They, they're not going to approve it right away. I, I, I can tell you this. I, I'll tell you the story about the city manager's office. But here's the flag, ladies and gentlemen. Can we, um, let's, oh, no, hold on one second. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't have it pulled up correctly. Okay. So this is what the flag looks like. Eli kind of re, re, reprinted or redesigned the flag. Here's what the flag is going to look like. This is what it's going to look, look, look like on one side. Pro-life month. Reclaim the rainbow. Okay? And this is under my constitutional right to put in an application for this. Reclaim the rainbow. Eli, can you bring me the application on the desk there, please? Sorry to make you get up. Um, so this is the front of the flag, and this is the back of the flag. Okay, and the flag will be hanging uh, vertically, so up and down. So as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, let's go back to the other one here. That is the front of the flag right there. 
Eli designed this. Give big shout out to Eli. By the way, if anybody needs logos for their business or anything like that or any kind of graphic design, Eli does that for a living, by the way. I mean, that's what he does. And then here's the back. Reclaim the rainbow. And ladies and gentlemen, here is the permit already filled out and ready to go. But let me tell you how this story went. So I go down to the city manager's office, and immediately when I get there, it is the uh, executive assistant, the secretary who's there. And she's eating, and I think she was pregnant. I hope she was pregnant, but maybe she wasn't. But she was eating, and I knocked on the door, and I said, may I come in? She said, yes. I said, I'm sorry to interrupt your lunch here. I said, but I'd like the, to a, uh, is this where I come to get a permit in order to display something in the Broad Street Park up there publicly? And she said, what are you displaying? And I said, a flag. And she goes, what flag? And I said, the pro-life Christian flag. And as soon as I said that, her demeanor absolutely changed. She would barely look me in the eye. Actually, she was making it a point to stare at her computer screen while she was talking to me, but I was cordial. And she goes, yep, you're going to need this. So she goes through her stuff. Do, 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 do. Here you go. This is a special permit, a special events permit. I said, well, this isn't a special event. This is going to be hanging for days. There's going to be nobody there. And she goes, well, is there going to be a crowd? I said, no, there's going to be no crowd. There's going to be nobody there. This is not an event. I think I need a different application. She goes, nope, that's the one you need. Oh, and um, uh, I don't remember what she said after that, but I said, well, is this the same permit process that TLC up the road had to go through to have their flag up there? And she goes, yep, same one. And I said, can I see it? <sighs> she says. So she gets up out of her chair goes over to the file cabinet, brings out some files and starts rummaging, not finding what she's looking for. Rummaging, not finding what she's looking for. Rummaging, not finding what she's looking for. So then she goes in the back. (sighs) Waddles to the back, brings out some more files. Looks, looks, looks. Finally, she gets it. Here it is, she says smugly. So I look at it, same permit process as we have, same exact one. And she goes, oh, by the way, you're going to have to have a million dollar insurance policy. I said, for what? And she goes, for the event. I said, no, 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 <laughs> event. <laughs> it's not an event. I just want to flag up like they did. Well, they had to have a million dollars insurance policy. I said, you want me to have a $1 million insurance policy on a flag that hangs? She said, yeah. And I said, how do you constitute that? I mean, what, 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 how do you justify that? And she goes, well, if somebody comes to, walk, to look at your flag and they fall down and hurt themselves, that falls into your insurance. I said, so wait a minute. If somebody is on public property looking at my flag hanging up and they fall because they're stupid and they break something, that's my event's fault or my fault, even though it's not an event? Well, yeah. Okay, well, that doesn't make sense, but okay, I'll get the, I'll get the insurance policy. What else would you like? And she goes, nothing else, that's it. And I go, how long does the permit process take to approve? She goes, I don't know. I go, 24 hours, 48 hours, 72. She goes, well, not 24 hours. As you can see, I have a pile of them, she says. And I said, so I probably won't get it up when I want. Uh, But that's okay. I'll still submit it. I'll still get the insurance on it. And I'll have the flag ready. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is what I would like to do. I am going to have a bunch of these flags made up. All you have to do is pay me shipping and handling. And I will ship these flags to you. And I would like you to go to your towns. And that doesn't matter what month it is because pro-life month is every month. And I would like you, 
Once I get these flags ordered, I'm going to get them on the store. All you're going to have to do is pay shipping and handling. I would like you all to do the same thing because it starts with one person and then, and then, and then courage is contagious, right? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to each one of our towns. And, and, and by the way, she's the one who approves it. She goes, well, if I approve it, <laughs> well, you have to. <laughs> by law, you have to now. You definitely have to now. I love it. She'll find some way she won't approve it. And I'll have to go through some process. I hope she doesn't approve me. I hope she doesn't approve me so I can sue the crap out of the town. Don't blow her up with calls yet. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do this in every town in America. That's or at least in every state. In at least one town in every state. We'll pay for it. We'll take the money out of the slurp fund. We'll get the prints done and we'll ship them to you. You pay the shipping and handling. Sound like a good idea, ladies and gentlemen? It sounds like a good idea to me. Oh, did you know our national parks are queer? Eli, did you know that? Our national parks are queer now, Eli. Queer eye for the national parks guy. Don't you know? Yeah, our national parks. You didn't know? Here, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the video. Hello, in case you didn't know, gay people are literally taking over the national park system. I just helped throw pride in Yosemite for the third year in a row. But this isn't a pride for visitors to the valley. This is a pride for the park employees, of which, as you can see, there are literal hundreds of queer Yosemite employees. We danced, we marched, we celebrated, and we got wet. I am so proud of all the community organizers within the park system who are making safe space for queer people all year round. No planet, Pedophilia. no pride. Mother Nature is a lesbian. Goodbye. Mother Nature is a Hello, lesbian. In case you Ladies didn't and know, gentlemen, that is a public pedophile event. That is a public pedophile event. You are sexualizing and grooming children. You cannot do that. I can't go to a workplace and do that to a female or a male. I can't go and sexualize somebody at work if there's an HR department. I'd be fired like that. Our national parks are queer, Eli. Yeah, Eli said it's not tree huggers. It's tree humpers. (laughs) What is happening? Ladies and gentlemen, what is happening? I'll tell you what's happening, folks. Pedophilia is being exposed and it's running rampant. And they're trying to make it so that it's part of the LGBTQ community so they can all finally come out and say, I've been having sex with kids, uh, me and Michelle. Uh, we visited Jeffrey Epstein many times. And we took him down to the basement. And we did what we wanted with him. We got the adrenochrome. And we went home to Martha's Vineyard. I want to see these people actually admit it. But they won't, not yet. Until they make it legal. That's what they're working on. They're trying to make it legal. So ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, I was publicly downing the LGBTQ community right after that, right after I did that today. I was in the store. My mother was at the store and I was at the store at the same time. And I started downing the LGBTQ community so loud in the, in, and, not, and not angry, but just loud enough for everybody to hear. And do you know when a teenager hears you talk bad about the LGBTQ trans community, they think you should be jailed. That is how indoctrinated they are. That is how brainwashed they are right now. They think that you should be jailed if you talk bad about the LGBTQ community. They have no idea that you have freedom of speech to say whatever you want. So get this. I'm in the store and in the parking lot. Women are looking at me like I'm crazy. Kids are looking at me like I should be in jail. And I'm standing in the line and there's a guy ahead of me. And I thought, and he turns around, he goes, hey, man. And I thought he was going to say something jazzy to me or something like that. He goes, I love your show. <laughs> I was wearing my You Can't Beat God hat on. I'm like, thanks, man. And all these women are mad. Like these, these, you could tell these liberal women with purple hair and stuff. They were so angry. They were like, ah, triggered. So I stepped up to the, uh, to the 
to the counter and the lady that's working the counter says, I love your hat. And I'm like, see, all it takes, I bet most people think the way I think, but everybody's afraid to say anything because of the way people look at them when you talk about them. Ladies and gentlemen, that CNN producer, Griffin, the one that uh, Project Veritas exposed, he just got 19 years in prison for child sex crimes. 19 years in prison for child sex crimes. A CNN producer. Unbelievable. It's the pedophilia, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what this trans movement is all about. You, you wonder why are they going after the kids? Why are they going after the kids? Because they've got to normalize it enough to make it legal enough for them to come out as full-on, full-blown pedophiles. And it is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. All right, I don't have time to get to the last, uh, last story of the day. But here's what I do want to say to Merrick Garden Gnome Garland. I'd like to say this to the DOJ, to the FBI. I'd like to say this to Fat Alvin Bragg. I'd like to say this to the Georgia indictment that's coming. If you continue with what you're doing with President Donald J. Trump, let me show you a little bit of what you can expect. And this is just a smidgen of what you can really expect. amazing. Check I this mean, out. Usually you can't see. Um, you just kind of look around from the ground or whatever, but you don't see the magnitude of the amount of people that are there. I mean, it's I want crazy. you to see this. Take a look. Now, this was January 6th, obviously. Okay? This was January 6th. And I want you to see the magnitude of what we have on our side. Okay? You ready? Merrick Gardenum Garland, I want you to see this. Christopher Ray, I want you to see this. Joe Biden, Barack Obama, I want you to see this. Because this is a smidgen, and I mean just a smidgen, of how many people are gonna react if you steal another election or if you try to lock up our president. This is a smidgen. This is not a threat. This is a public service announcement. Don't steal another election. Don't put Donald J. Trump in prison because we are not going to stand for it ever, ever again. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for being here, and I want to also direct your attention to the right side of your screen. We have new tote bags, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. It says, clothed in strength. She is, she laughs without fear. She is beautiful. Proverbs 31, 25. Brand new purple and white tote bag. Look at all the new tote bags. Look at the stuff on the store. JeremyHarrell.com. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Shop there. And uh, remember that Will Johnson and Culture Wars comes up next. I know he's got a fire show lined up for you as always. And remember, Drew Hernandez starts on July 3rd. And his show, Based America, will be directly following Will Johnson's. Ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I love you guys. I pray that you guys uh, move on and watch Will Johnson after this. He's got a heck of a show. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I love you all. God bless you and peace.
feeling that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth of America. As long as I'm living and breathing.